and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is Red River, directed by Howard Hawks, starring John Wayne and Montgomery Clift. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and I'm joined with Isaac Ransom. Isaac, how are you doing? I'm doing mighty fine. I'm drinking some coffee. I'm on the second cup this morning. It's Monday mm. vibes, and apologies to all of you who have been waiting for this episode. We're sorry it's running a little bit late, but we just had some scheduling things, and um, I'm definitely not recording while I'm supposed to be working. That's not happening <laughs> at all, but I'm good, Cameron. How about you, man? How's life? Uh, really busy. I mean, speaking of those recording uh, scheduling issues, it's it's all me, honestly, like this time. It's it's uh, it's pretty much all me. Um, yeah, I've been super busy uh, working, which is good. But uh, yeah, I was in Chico for a couple nights on a job. Um, and then I was in Plymouth uh, for a wedding yes, or two days ago. So I've been all over the place running around scrambling. So um, but uh, I did get to watch this. Well, and then that's wh- what I was going to say is um, I haven't been watching any movies because of that. So my list is a big fat zero other than this uh, this movie. But um, have you been watching anything? Actually, I had my first theater experience since the world shut down with COVID, which is crazy. And I went to the movies with um, my sister's husband who had knee surgery. Um, And of course, he wanted to go out that night that he had it, which was hilarious because he's like on crutches. And we go to that like recliner theater and he like has his leg up on the (laughs) eating tray. And, you know, he's just like, I want to go see a movie. So um, we watched uh, Fast and Furious 9 which is just probably the most brain dead stupid film I've ever watched in my life. It's literally unbelievable to the point where it was like funny, but then so stupid that it became unfunny again. And I just became irritated. Like I've seen, so just for reference, I've only seen fast and furious seven. I think I've seen some of eight. I'm not sure. And then nine. So I really have no idea what's happening in these movies to begin with. Right. But I don't think that I don't think you really do need to know what's happening. Maybe I'm missing out on some of the stuff. Um, Like I thought seven was the perfect balance of just ridiculousness and fun. And then there's that heart of the franchise with Paul Walker being dead in that movie. And, you know, the send off of that. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I can kind of understand it. This movie, I didn't feel anything. I was just absolutely confused of why some of the writing was as bad as it was there's literally a line in the movie where a person says oh if this was a movie this is the part where the villain would you know think that he's winning and i'm like why like just why are they saying this you know Um, yeah if you have any doubts they definitely take some you know old acura or honda to space on rockets which just makes no sense it's just I don't even have words uh, anymore for for what's happening in this film. But if you want something to remind you of the glorious days in the cinema, um, I guess that's a that's a way to break back into it. Um, but it was sure. good. It was it was really good to be in the in the theater seats again. I yeah. didn't realize how much I missed it, um, and I'm excited to actually watch a good film there. I I know one of the movies on my list this year, if it's coming out, is um, Dune. My coworker really wants to see the new Dune film. Who? Yeah, it is coming out. It should be in October, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that, too. Um, there's there's actually a lot that's coming out, going to be coming out in the next, uh, not couple months, but sort of in the next uh, 
probably year from now, there's there's going to be a lot. Um, it's going to be pretty stacked. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to get back into um, in, into movies, uh, into exciting movies, things that are weird again. I think for now, there's a lot that is coming out that's um, very like blockbuster e. Um, and so like that's that's kind of what everybody's running off the off the gate with um, it, it, this summer is like there's a bunch of blockbusters that are going to come out and and probably you know smash box offices. I, I'm not sure, but um, I'm excited to see the smaller movies again. Uh, the 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 interesting movies and actually a new theater opened right across the street from my house so um wow yeah, that's cool that's Did super you- cool I, I i just one comment about the theaters and the blockbusters my favorite poster that i saw was this poster for peter rabbit 2 and mm-hmm. it just says like peter rabbit 2 and then it says finally in theaters <laughs> and i'm just like yeah. who was clamoring for this like i know yeah <laughs> it just it cracks me up man some of the some of the like you know bloatware that was probably filmed a very long time ago at this point it's just been sitting in production uh over marinating you know yeah definitely uh, it's it's quite quite entertaining to see what's what they're showing in, in those theaters and all that so yeah um yeah well i'm excited to talk about this movie um this is kind of your in some ways your first foray into westerns um and this style of western i would say probably um if you've seen anything you've probably seen a spaghetti western or like uh, a neo-western um you know maybe like tombstone or something i don't know what's your let's just go into your background with westerns um just generally i guess yeah i can't i honestly cannot wait to talk about this film cameron i have so much that i want to know about it and a lot of things I want to discuss. Before we get into that, I have to shill. This is Cinema Spectator. You can support us at patreon.com slash ECFS Productions. Get a couple benefits by giving us some money uh, with an exclusive commentary track and your questions right on air. Patrons, write in questions. Oh my goodness. I'm actually going to start posting on there weekly to get you to write in something. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, yeah, you can get good benefits. If you don't have uh, dollars to support us, it's okay. We totally get it. Um, you can just give us a rating on iTunes or tell friends and family. If you enjoy the show, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening this far. It's time to talk about Red River. Cameron, my experience with Westerns is, is very um, fuzzy. Is probably like the best mm-hmm. way I can put it. I have this ideal Western in my mind of like what I want to watch yeah. in, in a Western movie. I remember enjoying Tombstone. I barely remember it. Um, if mm-hmm. it, it's like it, there are very there are little moments in it that I'm like, I I know I enjoyed. I I cannot wait to revisit it. I I really want to watch that movie again. I just haven't had the right setting to do it. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching it and thinking this is what all Western movies should be like. And then there's a bunch of old boring ones that I've watched that I've just completely phased out. And then there's Back to the Future three somewhere in there too. Um, <laughs> But I've always been drawn to this setting and style of movies, and I really don't know what the narrative, like, pinpoints of these films, like, drive on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've mm-hmm. always been kind of confused, like, well, I like the setting, but I don't know where they kind of go with, or, or some of the themes that they explore with it. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Red Dead Redemption. I completed the second game, and I absolutely love the slow trickle and building of like character in that setting uh in that game and sort of the swelling of it and that was the first thing i noticed about red river is there was a similarity in narrative structure 
between those, uh, you know, this old 1948 film and a modern Western video game that's obviously, you know, inspired, uh, yeah, it inspired it in, in some ways. I was just genuinely like, in like, I guess the best way I can put it is like, I leaned into the way that this movie um, designed itself with the characters and kind of like the familiar father son, you know motivations and like there's this overarching journey it's like it's it could honestly be put in another setting but it just fits so well in a western i didn't expect like kind of such an epic tale to come in this in this format and i was like if this is what westerns are i need to watch more of them that's like basically like my 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 sitting feelings on it i i wish i could understand sort of what to expect with westerns but i think there's so many subgenres in it all yeah. That as a viewer that's casual, I I don't have a grasp of what to expect. And this movie, because I had an interest in sort of the setting and the style, it presented to me like the quintessential Western that I've always wanted to watch. So I'm 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 pretty high on it. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um and I don't know, Cameron, like, can you give some clarity about like what, why are there so many different styles of Westerns? Like what, like what, what is this one? First of all, I know you said Neo Western spaghetti Western, like let's define some of that. Cause I'm as yeah. a, as a, as a modern viewer that has no context, I'm a little lost with it. Yeah. So the Western is actually probably the most, um, uh, revised, um, redone. Um, uh, it's there's like so many iterations of the Western. Um, and it's also uh, a genre that has lasted throughout the course of film history. You know, one of the very first um, silent movies is called um, the, uh, the great train robbery. Um, and that was in 1903. So that, that was sort of a very early example of this, of this genre. And it's often looked at as sort of like, Maybe the start of a lot of um, uh, America's fascination with looking back on the on the Western period, um, looking back on the you know Western expansion period as this sort of either romantic time or scary time or you know one something that evokes a lot of emotion, I guess. Um, and and I think so. Anyways, I I want to go into sort of what what the big sort of um, movements of the Western have been. So obviously, you know. Up through the 30s in the silent era, there were plenty of westerns. Um, there were sort of, uh, uh, you know, it's a different kind of western probably than than what you're you're expecting. Less character, less uh, more like action movies, I would say, um, in the in the silent period. And then actually in the in the late 30s, there was. Uh, in the mid to late 30s, there was a big crash of of movies. You know, so all movies kind of. Um, had to be revised a little bit, had to be simplified. And so there was, you know, there, there was less Westerns and less uh, popularity with Western until uh, John Ford started making Westerns with John Wayne. And uh, that really sort of became the, the huge growth period for Westerns, the first initial growth uh, period for, for Westerns, which was, Essentially, the '40s until um, sorry, it's it starts with Stagecoach, which is in 1939, and then it goes until probably the mid '50s, um, and 
then there's another evolution. Obviously, Hollywood takes another hit in the 50s um, after, um, you know, a lot of things happen in, in the 50s that that kind of took down Hollywood in, in a certain way. There was breakups of, of the major studios. Um, there were, you know, other things that happened that kind of sh- shifted the landscape. And so Western started to be outsourced um, because they were still a popular genre, but they were they were sort of. Um, trying to make less of them in Hollywood. And so basically, you know, what you would do if you were kind of a B-list star or, you know, someone who was then, uh, you know, someone who was not really, uh, you know, like if you weren't John Wayne, basically, um, you weren't starring in a a Western at home. Um, And they would send them all to Italy to make spaghetti Westerns. And that's that's where the term comes from. and uh, that actually became a whole uh, – most of them are terrible. Most of the spaghetti westerns are, are really bad. Um, and and there's kind of the classic, you know, the, the mouth uh, – the uh, overdubbing of the, of the lines, uh, you know, for a lot of the characters because they're speaking in Italian. You, you know, there's a lot of these tropes that happen in the, in the spaghetti western era. And that, that – uh, I would say that's considered from – 1960 to 1969 maybe um is probably considered the spaghetti western era um and yeah so so there's there's been uh, all that to say there's been these uh revisions in the western genre um sort of evolution in um in this in this genre in a way that almost no other genre has gone through um i can't think of any other genre that has like not just a legacy of you know throughout Hollywood's history, but also has has gone through um, iterations and iterations, and all kind of combine and compress things that they've learned from from the other you know the past iterations. Um, and this movie, this is in the um, the middle of the the sort of boom era, um, 1948. Obviously, you know. Um, John Wayne had been working with with John Ford for a couple of years at that point. Um, and, you know, he was kind of he was pretty much the biggest um, star in, you know, in this genre. And he kind of made himself a caricature um, in a lot of these movies. And this was an interesting deviation from that because he's working with, you know, not John Ford. He's working with Howard Hawks now. And that's his that's Hawks's first Western. And he takes on this role that's much more um, much more acting heavy, much more emotional, a role that's not him being sort of the the big, you know, bravado hero. Um, He's sort of a almost the, you know, spoilers, I guess. uh, But he turns into the villain by the end. Um, And. What's interesting about that is it kind of signals a shift in um, John Wayne's acting career after that, because with Ford, he, you know, Ford was kind of just casting him as these big, tough, strong men. Um, And after this, he started casting him as a much more uh, nuanced, much more nuanced characters, giving him room to breathe and act um and giving him that that challenge uh because he was so impressed by his performance in this movie so um 
that's kind of the the general context that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's it, it's it's very interesting because we're we're kind of planting ourselves right in the middle of a genre um, and and you know extracting this one, but I think you see sort of a convergence of all of the things that are going on in in you know in the Western genre at this time period from this movie. Like I think I think it's a it's a good one to kind of just uh, plant your feet at, I guess. So yeah, I was extremely impressed by the complexity of the character motivation in this movie the film has a structure for those of you who don't know it's about um john wayne is like this cowboy a real cowboy right he's he's wrangling cattle and he has this vision right that he wants to claim his own land and build like this paradise uh, cattle ranch right and make a bunch of money off it in texas now it kind of shows a tragic um opening of this character having a mission and losing a lot but he's still motivated right and through the years right he establishes this ranch but he doesn't find the success that he wants and it leads to this driving uh mission for the entire film where they're like we're gonna drive all these cattle across texas and across this river um to sell them and and basically get the success we never had here in uh in texas right um so they're going to missouri to drive these cattle and so it 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 almost establishes pretty early on this um for lack of a better comparison as a casual but like it it establishes like a mount doom in a way for them Mm -hmm. right it's almost like a lord of the rings s journey you know where they're trying to go and you also know that people who have tried to drive cattle there before have been slaughtered by you know native americans as well right so it's like they're going into the heart of danger in order to find victory in it right on his journey he has like this son character that kind of comes forth in in the bits of tragedy when he's split to go find this land like he finds this kind of homeless kid that survived an attack and uh he took him under his wing but he's so driven by finding the success in all of his failures like he's a calloused man he's He's really like, I need this because if I don't have this, like it's all for nothing, right? And you and and that setup really allows John Wayne's character to to begin to crack at at the edges, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I'm like, I just was blown away that that's the direction they were going with it because you're right. You see, this iconic. I, I think this is the first John Wayne movie I've seen, and mm-hmm. and I think it really hit close to home to me because um, my mom's dad, my grandpa, um like his caricature is like very similar to John Wayne. Like he yeah. had John Wayne posters, like he wore the John Wayne outfit kind of thing. And he was tough as nails, dude. Like my grandpa was like, there's a, there was a line that John Wayne said where he's like, come on, we got to dig the, uh, dig the graves of quitters or something like that. And I'm like, that's literally like what my grandpa sounded like. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like when I was a kid, he handed me a, like a hammer and nails And I was like working in his workshop with me Mm -hmm. and he's like, come on, we need to get to work. And I'm like literally four years old, like whacking this hammer against a table. Right. (laughs) Um, And so like that level of like masculinity and like working hard and just it, it was, it was honestly a little emotional for me, like watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like I was just in love with seeing um john wayne as an actor even though he comes across as you know a villain there's still so much heart to him and there's 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 a there's a um a clear like 
pathway of understanding and where he's motivated and why he's he's bad and a certain like i love when villains have like complexity like you you almost don't hate him you almost kind of like you understand where he's coming from in a way you're it's difficult to choose who to root for because you know he's wrong and all the characters are commenting how he's wrong but you get it you know you get why he's doing what he's doing um so the movie is excellently designed in terms of character writing uh, and and the driving mission for the plot is like it it makes sense and just all of this uh, culminates to this finale that is just edge of your seat you're just excited to see how it all goes down mm. um, I guess it's a little bit of spoilers but um, I don't know should should I talk about what happens to the herd halfway through just so yeah we can continue um, yeah we can we can talk about it I I don't think anybody really is going to care about spoilers for this episode, but I, I would, you know, before we go into that, I would recommend people watch it. Yes. Um, I think it's free right now with ads or something like yep. it's, it's, you know, easy to get a hold of, um, and very consumable personally, I think. So, um, yeah, just, you know, if you, if you don't want it spoiled, go watch it first and then, uh, come back. But yeah, I, I would, really I would, I, I mean, I would highly recommend it. I, I feel like because it's so narrative heavy, you don't want the spoilers, so I just recommend you watch it. Yes, it's an older movie. Yes, it's a little bit slower, but it is um, so well put together. I watched it with my parents, and we were like, we watched the whole thing. Like, I was excited mm-hmm. to see it all the way through the end. Um, so, be be ready for a black and white movie. It's a little slower, and there's a lot of fast dialogue, and there's a little bit of obnoxious narration. There were some of the narration parts are kind of a, bad. yeah, a bit yeah. Um, but there, there's some cheesy sequences too, I think. But yeah. Um, but anyways, keep going. Um, but yeah, the plot, for those of you who don't care about spoilers or you've seen it, right? It has this shift where his son figure stands up against him and then John Wayne says, like, I'm going to hunt you down and kill you. And the son creates some level of mutiny halfway through the film where he's like, okay, we're going to take this herd because, you know, John Wayne, as our leader, you're crazy. You're literally like killing people and saying, you can't, le-. like, we got to get them to Missouri. You're going to run us all to to the death, right? And so then there's like this father-son tension, right? Almost in rebellion, but it's like, oh man, it's just, it's so good. It's so good to like the way that they set it up and that final confrontation of John Wayne, like, and the, and the standoff in, um, the town, there's just a lot of emotional complexity and the way that, you know, they obviously love each other, but they also like, there's just so much conflict in it. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, Mm. So I really enjoyed this movie overall. There's a lot to talk about in kind of what I was breaking down, Cameron. What are your like thoughts as I'm sort of spilling spilling out how I felt about it? Yeah, no, I agree. I I love your comparison about uh, Lord of the Rings. How it's kind of this um, this journey. Um, you know, they have they have a destination, um, and sort of the whole movie is centered around their their journey to kind of get to a place. And the the part that is important about that is is how each character shifts and changes with the challenges that's um you know put against them and so this movie is really uh interesting and i think probably pretty unique for the western genre that um there is you know this it's centered a lot around character development it's centered a lot around sort of the interaction between this this father figure and this you know and and the the son character and there's almost an expectation that 
uh, like there's something obviously there's something really important about their their relationship but from the from the get-go once he sort of finds this kid and they have that interaction yeah i think you kind of get the feeling like that that's what what the movie is going to be about you know there's it's going to be about this challenge between the the father and the son um and then it's going to be about sort of proving your worth uh, to maybe your father figure or proving your worth as as a man at this you know at at his age and what i found really interesting about it too was the th- john wayne's character reminded me a lot of um the character in uh, there will be blood um have you seen this movie i don't think i have no. yeah so um it there will be blood uh takes place um, sort of not in this, probably, uh, 30 years after this era. Um, and it is, an it, it follows the story of an oil baron, um, who's sort of, um, he has the same sort of vision as, as John Wayne's character in Red River. Uh, he has this sort of idea that he's going to be, you know, successful and provide for his family. He also has an adopted son. Um, and, he uh yeah so so it kind of follows his descent in a lot of ways into madness and um you know he he turns into sort of um something that that he he didn't envision at the beginning um because of his sort of strive for this goal and i think what's interesting about about red river is like it's very much the like that movie is very dark uh, and and pretty eerie and and it's you know the setting leads to that, but this movie, I would say, has a very hopeful feeling. Um, it's one that that kind of, you know, at at times it edges on being a little saccharine, uh, but I think for the most part, honestly, it it feels very sincere and very heartfelt. Um, and I was impressed with how, I don't know, I guess how how genuinely emotional I felt about it uh, and I felt about their their you know characterization um you know I don't know it's just it's a very interesting movie it's a very um deep and complex relationship that that kind of drives the whole thing so I I like um well I I mean I'm I'm happy that you enjoyed it uh because I I enjoyed it too I I I really liked it so um, and it was a, it was my first time watching it. Yeah, I I think one of the things I was considering because I mean one of the I guess the most exciting media forms of Western that I've experienced was that Red Dead Redemption game. And one of the things that they set up well in the character development of that story is that there's this father figure which is like Dutch who's leading the group, and then he has two sons uh, in Arthur and. Um, who's the cra- Micah, right? Yeah. Micah's the crazy guy. And I instantly kind of recognized that archetype with um like the Cherry Vance guy, like he's like the darker mm-hmm. gunslinger who's also extremely skilled. Um and he has that side where he's like, "Oh, you know, um the uh Montgomery Cliff's character like, oh, he's got too much of a heart." So there's like the the good kind of gunslinger and then there's the more like naughty bad version of the gunslinger. Yeah. Um, both both looking up to um, John Wayne's decaying character uh, in it. And 
there's just so much depth in the in the supporting actors from the old guy who's narr- narrates all of it uh to the old guy's son who's like stealing sugar and there's just a ton of payoff mm. in all of these characters um like experiences throughout the plot again we talked about some of it is cheesy i thought the son stealing the sugar and causing the um stampede is is a great um like that was an awesome payoff for tragedy yeah um but the guy who's killed in the stampede like that was set up from a mile away where he's like i'm gonna get my wife red shoes i'm like all right you're you're dead you know yeah um and i liked some of the aggressive brutality in uh on top of the um you know, kind of warm, like this is a good old American Western feel, but then there's like suddenly people are getting shot and it doesn't feel, I mean, like some of the Native American combat scenes are like very like action heavy and and wild, but some of the other scenes are like, dang, like people just drop dead, you know, and there's some weight in that too. So it really, it, it balances on this line of, you know, some dark, heavy stuff. And I think the conclusion of the movie is where this concept of hope really comes forward as a primary um, staple, like even though there's a lot of heavy stuff in this movie, right? It's very hopeful of like people can work out their differences. And I was excited, like I was just so curious like how it was going to end. And I didn't realize it till those final moments where John Wayne's posse comes over the hill on that town and you're like, I literally have no idea what what's about to happen yeah. right here. You know, yeah. like what is the, what are the ending statements that that uh, Hawks is going to make um, in in these moments? And yeah, as far as like Howard Hawks and his um, exploration of these different genres, this this is a this is one of those movies where I'm like he can ma- it's almost like he can master anything because with the other ones, right, like. I actually think we have had a very um, uh, exciting exploration through Hawks because I, I was reflecting a lot on his films, right? Um, I think the weakest link for me was His Girl Friday. Mm-hmm. And I know that that movie like has stuff. But what I love is when he jumps into a genre and he kind of subverts the expectation of the genre and executes it still in a way that is good, right? Yeah. But... So so let me give some examples, right? Bringing up Baby, the subverting of the expectation is just the absurdity, I think, right? It is so far out there for a comedy in that time that it stands out and it comes together good, right? Yeah. Uh, with the noir film that we watched, what was it called? It was like last the week. The Big Sleep. The Big Sleep, right? Also stringing you along with a mystery. It's very... Um, it, it doesn't feel conventional um, because of the way that there are strong-witted females like batting heads against the strong male character. Like all the characters are extremely um, round in that in that yeah. uh, in that film, and I think it that adds a complexity that a lot of noir doesn't have. Usually, it's like oh, there's just a there's a couple characters amongst the crime. Where in this movie, it's almost like they're all playing up with the energy uh, of the just incredible cast that that all acts top tier in that Mm -hmm. so i would say like the subverting of expectation that is just how um 
incredible the cast is with its acting and all that. Uh, and again, I don't have a ton of understanding of noir, but it comes together good at the end, right? I'm like, wow, that's just a complete package. It's awesome. And the thing that stood out to me was the acting. Bringing up Baby, the thing that stood out to me was the absurdity. It came together good, right? Even His Girl Friday, um, it comes together good. I don't, I can't tell you what the subverting of the expectation is besides maybe the female lead, right? That That's a little yeah. bit different uh, in the screwball. Well, usually screwball has like pretty strong women, right? Strong women. Yeah. But I would, well, yeah, I would say that um, his girl Friday kind of uh, maybe st- started the trend in a, in a lot of ways of kind of putting the female character at the very forefront of driving the plot. Um, Cause that is, that is a difference for that movie, but yeah, keep going. So long story short, right? We get to Hawks exploring a Western. And I think what really moved me differently in this and what we've been talking about this whole episode is that he really just like as someone who shares stories, like he doesn't pull any punches. It feels like the characters are just so well developed in this. The plot is crystal clear and you, it's also one of those plots that you like, you already want to know how it goes down because Mm -hmm. the whole time they're telling you, well, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. We don't know what's coming. We have no idea what's coming. And so it's just one of those plots where you're like, I need to know what's, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. But what's surprising about the end is that you don't even really care at the end about that initial hook, right? The initial hook is I want to know if they're going to make it with all these cattle and be rich and happy. That doesn't matter anymore. At the end, you're like, I need to know what happens between Montgomery Cliff and John Wayne, right? Yeah. Like, I need to know, like, that is the drive. Like, who cares about the cattle anymore? Like, you need to know how are they going to resolve their conflict. And I just think that's, they're, the uh, the unconventional might of this movie is that deep character I don't even know what it is. It's just, it's meaty. It's, it, it's mm. just, you want to chew on it. You want to be like in that world. The world feels massive in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. does not feel like a bunch of little sets. It feels like you are on this epic journey with these, uh, with these cowboys. And I just, I have not felt that in a Hawks movie yet. And I think that it, like the reason I compared it to Lord of the Rings is because there was, I have not seen an old movie like this feel so big. Mm. Like like it's tackling so many different things and it's across and on top of just like okay, let's just talk about like the visual style of this movie. Like, oh my gosh, how many cattle did they actually get out there? It's yeah. it's <laughs> massive. The movie is massive. It's 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 this these huge vistas and all these cattle that somehow a film crew is working around, right? And then it 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 brings it in with a microscope on these two guys arguing um like there are so many great moments from like john wayne talking to uh that the 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 love interest girl on the tent like that small vignette where you're really leaning into like what's happening in the scene right she's loading the gun in her cast like you're like whoa like what is gonna like that that's that moment then boom it blows out to the another wide scene with all this journeying i just yeah, I I didn't expect that vast epic feeling alongside like character development that is so warm and fuzzy and exciting and real. I just it's it's not like the other Hawks movies we watched. Mm. 
uh, it's it's it goes above and beyond the genre. And I think yeah. that's like what I have not seen from Howard Hawks. That's what I've seen in in Wilder, but like literally like just John Wayne's presence being super complex besides being like I'm a burly cowboy man. Like it's just it's you guys I just feel like you got to watch this movie if you have an interest in westerns. It's it's um it's great. It's uh, and I'm sad that if I if I had to sell it to you on the spoilers because I feel like you know what's up and then you're like, well, I'm not going to be as driven by it. But it's it's I feel like it's it should still be worth the admission. Like, mm-hmm. um, even for its its cheesy flaws, Cameron. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to to mention, um, like I find uh, it's kind of funny because I think Hawks, um, you can tell when he's. Um, like really interested and passionate about something. And then you can tell when he kind of like wants to brush things away. Um, And like, there's like the sequence at the beginning where they're kind of like, um, you know, he's establishing the, the love interest who dies um, at the very beginning. Um, I think that was kind of him being like, all right, we'll just add a little cheesy fill, you know, like, let's just, let's just get this over with. um, And it's a little bit of backstory, but then he uses that as sort of, um, a catalyst in a lot of ways to talk about, you know, their relationship as, you know, this sort of, um, pseudo family. And, and it, and it comes back later in that conversation that he has with, um, you know, with the, uh, whatever her name is. I can't remember who's her, what's her character name? Um, Tess Tess, Millie or something. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it, it comes back later as, as this sort of, um, reversal of of the character arc um and i think like you know the the opening might be a little bit cheesy but it leads into something that is actually a really good and interesting payoff um and a deep character moment between these you know these two these two characters so um and then i did also want to mention uh, again i'm just hitting home the fact that you know, this is kind of Howard Hawks's thing is that Tess is very much um, a, a Hawksian woman. And it's interesting to see um, this character, uh, this this archetype as uh, in a different genre than than what we've seen before, because it leads it leads to different places. You know, with the screwball comedies, you kind of have this idea that um, you know, they're the, they're fast talking and they can, you know, hang with the boys and they can sort of, uh, you know, move and, and, and shake, you know, like they're, they're the ones who are, um, who are kind of driving the story in a lot of ways. And in this movie, um, there, you know, Tess is not driving the story. She's, she is along for the ride, but she's also someone who sort of has the, um, the fortitude, I guess, to make them, uh, to make them understand each other. And so she's, she, instead of driving the plot and the story, she's driving the, the character, um, arcs of these two characters. Um, and I just find that so, so brilliantly done because he, you know, he kept it in this, in the genre where, you know, it's not like, it's not like Tess is like out there, you know, I'm a cowgirl now, you know, whatever else. Um, she's, she's still very, um, you know, 
kind of a, a proper lady in a lot of ways. Although, you know, you do get sequence, you know, I, I think, you know, right off the bat that you're getting a Hoxian woman when, you know, he runs behind her and, and she's like, you know, shooting, shooting a gun, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, you know, fighting and whatnot. So like, you kind of understand at the, at the forefront, that's what you're getting. Uh, but really the payoff is, is emotional. Um, and it's, it's character driven, um, instead of sort of being plot driven or, or even just, um, you know, humorous. Uh, and I, I find that I found that to be really, um, like a key and essential, um, part of, of their interaction. Um, so I, I loved that. Yeah, no, I think she definitely serves the plot and the, 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 like she is the solution to the character conflict, right? I love Westerns that explore history repeating itself, you know, that, that idea of there's this cycle of violence or, you know, there, there are these, um, I mean like the, the whole idea of revenge or, you know, that, that driving factor that is, it's almost like you know the the idea of masculinity untamed in the wild west results in this like primal hunting uh almost like unreasonable like blood feud right mm-hmm. even though there's sh- like yeah it's it's crazy and and it's um you see it in small moments from when John Wayne's character is claiming the land and the, and the Mexican guys show up and he kills them. And then like it cuts to the future and there's just even more graves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the Mexican guys are talking about like, well, many men have tried to take this land and he's like, well, I'm not like many men, you know, and tell your boss I'm taking it. And then yeah. it just, it results in more dead people. And there's these great lines about like, why are you praying over the dead bodies? Like you're bringing God in on your crimes. Like it's just yeah, like deep yeah. stuff in there. Um, yeah. And, and they're just like little, little snippets too. Like there's not, it's, you know, there, he kind of, he packs so much into this, uh, you know, this epic journey um, in a way that like, he just like something like that, that is kind of deep and, and wise it's just like said and then they kind of move on, you know, and, and you're kind of left to ponder it and think about it. It's not like the the essential, you know, point of the movie. It's just one of these kind of um, minor little details that I think really fleshes things out. And that's I think that's part of the reason why you f- feel like it's so big, too. Right. And and I think the ending statement with, you know, Tess's character resolving the conflict between uh john wayne and montgomery cliff right Mm. there's she steps in and kind of reveals like the similarity between the two men and they love each other and they know that right but it's almost like you guys are fighting yourselves in a way it's Mm. almost like john wayne's trying to kill the last bit of hope that he has in his life right uh in the form of his son but he can't do it because he's still like there's still that goodness in him, even though he's trying to muffle it out in his bitter old age. Right. Um, and their link between Tess's character, like, like she is a calling of hope in the, from the past that John Wayne needs to remember. Mm. And, um, Montgomery Cliff's character is, is almost like love drunk in a way saying like this blood feud doesn't matter because I'm in, I'm in love in in a certain way. Right. 
Yeah. Well, and then she's also the the like hope for the future in, yeah. in you know, in his character. Yeah, no. I and I think yeah, she bridges the gap between them and at the end, you know, like that's it's it's kind of a it's a comedic line in in a lot of ways or a comedic um sort of finish to things. Yeah, it's um, a ballsy ending. Like I'm yeah. a massive um shift in in tone but it's also so relieving and uplifting at the end right but but i think the reason why it works is because her character is so um you know like she obviously like her character is set up so that she would just yell at them you know and then storm right. off you know like that's that's her that's you know uh, totally in line with her character and before that we got the we got so much work um about you know th- like their interaction being bridged by uh, by this you know this one female love interest and there's like tension and conflict within that but they're the ones she's the one who's kind of driving them back together uh, in a lot of ways and yeah i just i find that um i find that ending where you know he says all right well we're going to put an M on the brand. Like I find that to be such a good conclusion to, um, you know, their, their character arc. Um, it's so, it's so moving. A a callback again to the, to the, that opening sequence, you know, which, which is really good. Yeah. It, 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 it almost got me, you know, that ending is, is, um, I, yeah, it, it, it kind of, it moved me in a way that not a lot of movies do, mm. you know? And I would say that the last half of this movie is more compelling than the beginning, uh, by, yeah. by, by a long way. Um, but the beginning is, is a lot of setup and kind of, you know, it, there again, like it's just that idea of stuff pays off in this movie. Yes. There's yes. no, there's no stone left unturned. It, it gives you, things that are important i i do think that maybe um there's some time spent on establishing the setting and the feeling of the wild west and for someone who doesn't watch a lot of westerns i actually think it was important for me although i found it tropey Mm -hmm. um from john wayne you know fighting native americans after the the caravan is exploded before he meets uh you know the sun character and all that um but yeah i just it's um which it's don't really you like what, that don't you like how how they not only uh in that fight sequence they not only got around the censorship uh but they also made a, a sort of a f- um um a setup about about you know the the theme the thematic thing of of rivers and you know obviously it's a callback to to the name of the movie which is red river you know right like it's 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 so well done like such small little things that that kind of blew me away while watching this movie so yeah no seriously um that's, I mean, that's pretty much everything I had to say about the, this movie. We can talk about some of the filmmaking camera. Do you have shots of the film? I think I was just in awe of how many cows, like there's no CGI cows here, you know, like no, these are, no, it's real. <laughs> these are cows, you know, there's a lot of cows. Uh, it's, it's wild for me. Like the shot of the film was that really modern looking, um, camera work. 
of the old guy in his carriage. There's an over the shoulder shot of him crossing the river. Yeah, you know I was going to mention that. I was going to mention that because it's it's really um, it's really awesome. It kind of looks like a car mount, you know, like and, yeah. and you know, I mean, in 48, uh, there were not small cameras. So, you know, they had like probably this huge thing rigged up to that. Uh, that caravan for this one shot. So yeah, I was I was going to mention that. I was going to mention how I was really impressed with the staging of of characters in every scene where there's where there's sort of a group shot. Um, it's just so well staged. Everybody is is sort of um, you know when they're sort of standing in frame, they they all have this interaction between each other that that shifts throughout the movie i mean there's so there's not really one shot that i can i can mention but um i was just really impressed with with how how well everything was was staged i thought it was um you know you like that's something i that that takes like a very talented director to do Um, i think you can see a lot of hawks's skills from screwball comedies coming forward in this yes. and, and the way yes. that the characters interact and have so much life. Um, a lot of the tension continues to be impactful because of these moments of like stress relief and comedy. There's a great scene when um, John Wynn gets shot in the leg and the old guys, you know, help him patch it up. And they're all talking about like his, John Wayne's closest comrades come up to him and they say like, listen, like, like there, there's that good line of like, you can tell me what to do, but you can't tell me what to think. Mm-hmm. And, and the old guy's like, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Um, but there's that, there's that tension of history and, and friendship that they're having in that moment. And he's patching up his wound. And he starts pouring like the whiskey on his leg. And he's like, ow, that hurts. And then you see the old guy pour it even more and like start smiling. And it's like, Oh, okay. There's like that heartfelt moment to kind of yeah. lighten the tension in, in their, in their conversation. I think that his, ability to know when to include comedy at the right time you know um is 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 masterful uh i think it it even comes back in powerful ways i i you think about the old guy and his son who's stealing sugar right Uh, that that scene where um the whole movie you've seen the old guy like throwing stuff at his son beating him up and it's it's very slapstick um he's like why are you stealing sugar out of the out of the cook stuff like i'm gonna beat you up and then the shift after the the stampede where John Wayne's like, I'm going to whip you for doing yeah. what, what yeah. you've done. Like, that's not funny anymore. Like beating up the guy who is stealing stuff is now like super intense, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just think because he has that old touch of comedy, it really brings for it brings forward that drama um, in a way that is usually neglected. Like the, the power of kind of the, the fun stuff, the fun stuff is important. Like that relief stuff is important for it to, to really head home. And I think all of it comes together in, in a powerful ending. Yeah. Um, no, right? I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that might be all we have. Cause, um, I would say, well, do you want to rate this movie? Um, I think it's pretty clear what we think, but I think it's for everyone. Uh, it, its biggest blockers for me are its age and it's it just feels like it has a little bit of that like cheesy like well back in the old west we were out here herding cattle it's like all right like no one cares you know in in some ways um but what it does well it does so well that it's 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 kind of undeniable undeniably charming um 
my dad, when we were sitting down to watch it, was like, wow, this movie has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think I've watched a movie that's 100%. Um, and I was like, well, you know, that can mean a lot of things for me personally. <laughs> you know, if it's 100%, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Um, but I can see why it's hard for people to deny this this movie's um, good, like greatness. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sad that if you've listened to the end of this and haven't seen it and you go and watch it, like some of those things are going to be spoiled for you. But I do think if you're looking for a Western that is just masterfully executed, right? It's it's entertaining all around. It's I just I mean I'm super impressed by it, you know. Um, and I was waiting, I was waiting for a, a Howard Hawks film to do this, um, mm. and it did it at such a greater scale than I ever expect. This movie is just huge. I can't stop saying it. Like there's I can't like. I know it's lame to compare movies to Lord of the Rings and whatnot, but I just, I was like, I don't know if I've seen an old black and white movie with so much scale, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's kind of my statement. This is for everyone. Cameron, how are you? Yeah, I agree. Um, this is, this is a good one to jump into if you're, um, if you're not that familiar with Westerns or if you don't really, um, like Westerns, particularly because it's so, um, you know, obviously the the story takes place, you know, in the West um, and there's kind of this this huge journey along with that. Uh, but for the most part, it really is about the characters um, and it's not really about the West as sort of a statement or as a, um, a thing. I mean, obviously, those are elements within the movie. Um, you know, a lot of I guess a lot of Westerns, you could say, have this sort of reflective l- lens about sort of what drove people um, to the West, what drove this sort of adventurous um, spirit, uh, what what kind of was the, I guess, the, the driving force um, in, in that time period. And this movie d- deals with that a little bit, just thematically, but for the most part, it, it really is about sort of this character interaction that I think is universal. So even if you don't care about, uh, about the West as a genre, um, I think it's it's easy to see why this movie w- would appeal to to most people. So, mm. yeah, no, well said. I think the the interest in a, in a, in the western genre will help this movie, mm. but if you're just looking at it to study like fundamentals of characters and plot, you you have a lot to find. I just don't know who would want to watch a movie like that. I, and that's just the that's the casual in me. I'm like, why would you watch a western for homework? Instead of, uh, <laughs> you know, like instead of just enjoying it to watch a Western, right? If you don't want to watch a Western, don't watch it in my mind. Like if you don't want to yeah, watch an old sure. school Western, don't watch it. But there's a lot to love if you are are bought in for it. And I say that a lot about these movies, but I do think this one is above and, and beyond in a lot of ways. I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy I saw it. It's one that I, I'll definitely recommend. And man, just it hits you with those emotions and also like just the connection to my grandpa. Like, I don't know. I think that that hit me hard too with it. So, um, yeah, yeah. no, lot, a lot to love. Thank you. This, this is a Patreon voted film, right? Mm-hmm. Thank it was you guys. Darren. Yep. Darren, hopefully he probably guessed. He was like, well, that sounds, you know, bloody or something like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, again, our Patreons get to vote on that. It was a little bit of a tiebreaker, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, Cameron made an executive decision, but I'm glad that 
it ended on this one. And I think most mm-hmm. of our patrons who haven't seen it, like hopefully they'll be excited to visit it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this coming week, Cameron, we're recording a commentary track on something Howard Hawks. Do you have any notes about that for our patrons? What we're going to be reviewing for the last week? Um, not yet, but maybe we will do, um, maybe we will do, uh, the other movie that was voted on, uh, which was, um, uh, uh, ball of fire, um, which is a great, yeah, it's a great one. I think it's probably a better commentary movie than, than this one would be. So yeah, we'll do that then. Cool. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to posting next Monday again. Thank you for being patient for uh, waiting for this episode to come out. We appreciate your guys' support. Again, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS Productions if you want to support us. Uh, We post every Monday. Hawks Month is coming to an end. If you want to learn more about Howard Hawks and our journey exploring him, the last three episodes have been about that. Uh, And we're going to be going into some interesting topics in the coming months. Cameron, I want to take over this show eventually here. So it's coming, people. It's coming. I would say this might be a good week to jump into um, a Western month this next month, Mm. um, just Mm. as you're sort of in that headspace and in, you know, in that mind. Um, I don't know. What what do you think about that? Do you have any objections? I am for it right now. I'm feeling yeehaw. Let's do it. Yeehaw, let's do it. All yeah, right. I've got I've got a lot of things that I want to cover. There's there's a lot of fun stuff uh, in the Western genre. So I think you won't be disappointed. But. Cool. All right. Well, we post every Monday. We'll see you guys next week. Cinema Spectator is an ECFS Productions podcast executive produced by Darren O'Neill. If you want your name read in the credits of the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS Productions to achieve this status. Thank you, Darren, for the support. And for the rest of you, we appreciate your support as well. Have a good one.